Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in, Hawks fans. Your boy, Bryce Lewis, back again for another episode of Believe in Hawks for the Believe Podcast Network. Back to talk about a Hawks win over the Detroit Pistons. It's a little day after the fact, but, you know, had some things that do last night, but we're back here. Uh, we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about a uh, quick mention of the Cleveland game. Hawks lost that game. Uh, talk about the games coming up. Talk about um, just where, where where we are right now with the season. Um, you know, injuries right now are affecting the Hawks. Getting a little bit more healthier, getting some guys back, but still need some other guys back. Jalen should be close to returning. Bogey hopefully will return against the, uh, Houston. We'll see how that goes. And then you know, I know Clint Capella is dealing with an injury himself, but you know. We'll, we'll talk about all of those things. I'll see anything else. All-Star voting is now open, so obviously don't forget to vote for your for the Hawks players, uh, mainly Trey Young. Obviously, he's probably the most deserving of the All-Star bid so far after he's played really, really well uh, these last 13 games. And then just, you know, overall, just like I said, looking ahead at what else is happening for the week and just take, taking it day by day. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and dive into all that. Like I said, before we get into all that, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at underscore 2 k If it's on your screen or watching me on YouTube, it's right there. For my audio listeners, it's B-R-I-C-E-Y underscore 2K. Then also, don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel so you can get all your Hawks uh, podcast episodes, Believe in Hawks episodes. Go ahead and hit that notification. Uh, also, you know, if, I, if you're also a Falcons fan, to do that too. Uh, should have something come up tomorrow on that as well. So um, a lot of things going on on the, on the, on the channel, but love just trying to, get, trying to get content out to you guys and talking some Atlanta Hawks basketball. So that's what we're going to do. And like I said, we're going to dive right into it. So... Hawks coming off a victory over the Detroit Pistons, 130 to 124 um, in a game where, especially if you are a Atlanta sports team fan, after seeing what happened Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons, you kind of were having weird feelings about this game. Some people were a little nervous about this Detroit game. Detroit, if you don't know, is on this historic long losing streak. I believe they've lost like 20 in a row or even longer than that. I, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but they've lost a lot of games in a row, right? It is not great right now for them. And so some people were wondering with the Hawks sometimes being, uh, for people's eyes, notoriously known for sometimes letting a team get, get right, letting a player get high, or letting a team get out of it. Would this be one of those games where the Detroit Pistons would come in here to Atlanta and beat the Hawks? Uh, we played them once already this season, beat them in Detroit. It's in the in-season tournament. Now they're coming back uh, for this game. It's the second matchup of the year. But the Hawks were able to hang on one by six. Got a little close to the end. It was a game where the Hawks, if you watched it, pretty much had control of the game. It was just those like Pistons would just make runs here and there to get the game close and then make you a little nervous. But Hawks were able to hang on this game from wire to wire and beat the Detroit Pistons in such a matchup to go to 11-15 on the year. Uh, in this game, for the most part, Trey Young with another great game, 31-15. and 15. He's had a lot of these big 
assist games. That's one thing I want to point out. He's had a lot of 13, 14, 15 assist games during the stretch of play. He's giving us 30 and 10 basically a night. It's kind of reminds you of like, you know, Trey Young from, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals year or even, even earlier than that where, you know, he has to do that. Especially right now with all the injuries, Trey Young has to give us this type of production for us to be able to win games. Uh, Bay had a good game with 21. He, he played pretty well in this game. Uh, DeJounte Murray had a strong first half. Second half didn't really do a lot in the second half. Only scored, I think, one bucket. But, and I think he also missed a free throw. But, you know, first half was pretty solid. He seemed engaged. He had a shot going. And that was really good to give us off to a good start in that game. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, five of six from three in this game. Really, his three ball was falling in this game. Really good to see him getting the shot back. Especially, you know, last game he didn't even play that terribly. Uh, this game... He played well. I mean, again, nothing – again, with DeAndre Hunter, it, it, it seems like it's nothing special ever, but it's it, it's solid. And, you know, that's why I think what he is is just a solid player. He's not a great player. He's not an elite player. He's not elite two-way. He's not any of that. He's just a good player. <laughs> but at the same time, I also understand some people watch his game and get a little frustrated by it. So some people are not the biggest fans of that. Clint Capella has had actually some pretty solid games recently, especially offensively. He gave him a 17 and 15 last night. Actually, player, and he went three or three from the free throw line. So, Clint Capella giving a little bit more production offensively, which he kind of has to with the injuries as well. Yeka Kongu also had a pretty good game 14 points off the bench, only had two rebounds, but really didn't need to, I guess, give that type of production from that perspective. Um, Hawks still won the rebounding battle 40 to 36 uh, last night. Garrison Matthews hit a couple of threes off the bench. I mean, he was okay. I mean, he he, he does what he's supposed to. He hits a couple of threes, plays some defense. I mean, you know, if, I mean, sometimes he'll get cooked. Sometimes he won't. It, 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 Garrison Matthews is pretty much a just give me this and I'm fine with it type of guy. He's not going to do anything special. He's not going to do anything amazing. Maybe he'll have a game where he'll get hot and hit five, six threes. That's possible. But, I mean, for the most part, what he, what he gives us is what I think pretty much Quinn Snyder would want from it. Obviously, if you can get more from your guys, especially with the lack of depth they have right now with the injuries on the bench, you'd like a little bit more, but you'll take what you can get because at the end of the day, you, you know, you, you need something. Wesley Matthews played again last night, got hurt a little bit in that first half, uh, but Pool State gave, come back into the game, only two points. And then Seth Lundy actually st- came into the game early, only had nine minutes, but came into the game early, I think in the first quarter. Um, didn't really do anything. Only took one shot, missed it, but it's fine. He had one rebound. For the most part, though, if you watch the game, he seemed pretty decent rotations. He seemed to know where he needed to be. Uh, seemed a little shy with the trigger, which can happen when you're a guy like him who isn't, like, in the rotation. You know, you're getting time. He's a rookie, first time playing in real minutes outside of cleanup from when he got scored his first NBA basket. And so you may be a little nervous to just kind of jack up a shot because you don't want, you know, Quinn to pull you and be like, all right, you know, you got to come out the game. But outside of that, I think, Seth didn't do anything incredible, but he, you know, in terms of just the small things, I think he did that pretty well against Detroit. So obviously, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with that, um, you know. But it was interesting to see him get that type of early playing time because you know, a lot of people felt like you know Seth may not hit the floor a lot. Now seeing him hit the floor, maybe again, and also it makes sense to me because Bogdanovich is out. He's one of your best shooters. You need shooting, you know. Seth Lundy is a shooter. Added other shooters to the floor. And, you know, see what that can happen. So maybe, you know, if if, 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 if Bogey, Bogey doesn't play against Houston, maybe that will mean more Seth London, Lundy minutes. And that could potentially lead to him 
finding more confidence in the second game. Maybe if he gets a shot available to him, you know, especially when he plays on the floor with Trey, expect Trey to be able to find him if he's open. So maybe that's something that can potentially happen. Something look into something to keep an eye on, you know, moving forward. And yeah, so that's pretty much what, what the guys did. Now, team wise, they shot 54% from the field, 44% from three. Low key, the Hawks have actually been shooting. If you've looked at the numbers of some of the last few games, the Hawks have actually been shooting a pretty decent number from threes in the last few games. Uh, they have they've been shooting a better percentage. I think that's something we haven't talked about overall. Now, obviously, Trey shooting really, really well from three. That's probably helped Bogey when he's been healthy. He has to help with his three point shot as well. Obviously, today's came up Hunter having five and six from three. That contributed to having a good uh, three point percentage. Murray was three of five. So, you know, if you're able to shoot like that, it will give you a good opportunity to win games because, you know, you want to shoot, you want to get up shots, but you also want to make them and make them at a high clip. So that way that can put pressure on the defense because the teams have been able to do it to the Hawks. So now the Hawks need to be able to do it to the teams. And overall and so forth and just, you know, things like that. So, um, like I said, overall, the Detroit game, it was, like I said, a solid game. Guys didn't need to do didn't need, did what they need to do. Like I said, a lot of people, some people were nervous uh, about the game, but I think overall they 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 did what they needed to do. It was nothing special, uh, you know, especially again with the injuries um, to what they have. I mean, when Detroit made their runs, it's really when the second unit was in the game. And like I said, the Hawks right now their second unit is kind of depleted. They don't really have much of a second unit right now with Bogey out. Bags is, is the starter. You know, if you don't. I mean, Akangu was really the only bench guy who gave you, like, real production last night. And so it makes sense that when you get to the lower end of this bench, the Hawks have struggled. Now, some questions have been asked, you know, would AJ be playing right now if he wasn't dealing with his personal issues that some people are wondering about? Seeing the rumors, uh, people are saying, does that mean he requested a trade maybe because they said, like, his father's not affected? So, you know, is that him requesting a trade? Um, one thing I'll say about that, and I'll just say this, um, you know, whatever is happening with him is happening, could be mental issues, you know, um, health, you know, mental health, right. Right. Um, don't know, um, could be, he could have requested trade. I mean, that's definitely possible, but regardless of what it is, I mean, it'll come to light, I guess at some point, um, baby, it depends if it's personal. Uh, issues, then, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like I need to know that, uh, what those issues are. If it is a trade, then that will eventually come to light that he wants a trade. Um, obviously I just hope the best for him. I hope he gets back. Uh, hope he's okay. And I, I want him to, to know that, you know, I appreciate him and, you know, the Hawks fans appreciate him. And I know he hasn't had the best season. You know, we don't know if play, the play hasn't been good. He knows the play hasn't been good. He hasn't been getting constant minutes, and that's affecting him. Um, we don't know any of this right now. Quinn Snyder was asked about it uh, before uh, the Troy game. He said he's, he's he said he has some stuff going on, and that's all he's going to say about it. So, you know, we're not probably going to get any real details on it. He's already been ruled out for Houston. And we, we have no idea how long this is going to be for A.J. Griffin. Uh, you know, like I said, I just hope he's okay. Uh, wish him the best. Still young, still talented guy. Um, we can get into if he's a fit for this team right now, especially with the way the roster is constructed. Uh, but, you know, there's really no reason to get into that right now. So wish the best for AJ, man. And uh, we'll we'll see what, what that ends up being for the Hawks and with him and in his future with the team. So 
Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. But moving back to the topic, uh, people think that maybe Kobe Bufkin, if he was healthy right now because he's dealing with an injury, uh, maybe he would get some run. You know, and then even Muhammad Gay could maybe get some run. I mean, this seems like a great situation where if the rookies were healthy, this may have been a good opportunity for them to play and, and kind of just, you know, get some get some run on the NBA on the main NBA roster against other teams' best players and just kind of see how they stack up. But right now they're still dealing with injuries as well. So you, you only have a very few select uh you know, want to give a shout out to Bruno. Bruno in the Cleveland game played really, really well. Uh, Clint Capella was out that game, but Bruno played really, really well that game. He was he was better than the Kongu that game. I can say that for the most part. Uh, I've always kind of I've always said that I feel like Bruno is better than what he was when he was with us the first time, and that's why I feel like he is definitely someone I'm not afraid to give minutes to. If the Hawks want to play bigger and want to have bigger bodies, I don't think they should be afraid to play Bruno. Also, Bruno can hit a three, so he could stretch the floor for you too. I've always said, you know, if the if they because they did it against uh, the Toronto Raptors and we talked about it how they made the switch with Okonwu and Capella in the starting lineup. I talked about how I I would I would use that lineup if you if you're out you know a lot of wings and then just have uh, Bruno play that backup center position because to me I, I feel like you know Bruno has has played well he plays with a lot of energy. He's not a guy that I, I mean, he, I don't like, I mean, like literally like outside of bogey, like he's the only guy who has gotten time this year from not the main rotation who you can maybe sit here and say, man, he really played well in the time he got, he, he, he was given. And he did, he played, I mean, you know, and he didn't even play that many minutes that game. Uh, I think he only played like 10, 12 minutes, maybe that game um, against Cleveland. Let me check. Actually, he played 16. He had, he, he was 13 and 8 that game. Like you he, he and he had one assist. Like he didn't play bad at all in that game. He he played actually pretty, pretty well. So he's somebody I think Quinn, I hope, isn't scared to go back to because I think he can do some good things well for this team. But at the same time, um Clint was out that game, and you could also see some of the interior issues, but I think it improved when Bruno was in there. But going back to it, um, yeah, so with that, with the back end of the bench not having a lot of depth, I, I think that has contributed to why you see this this starting. But the top six guys, top five guys who are playing have a lot of pressure on them to score because they don't have a lot behind that. You're not getting a lot behind that from somebody, from your players. You may only get 10 points from the the other seven through nine guys. And so you're only getting 10 points and the other team has a nine deep roster. It can get like 90 from nine guys can get like, you know, 120 from nine guys. And your starting unit for the Hawks have to score at least a hundred of those points, 110 just between the six, just so they can win. That's not going to bode well for you. Obviously it's better teams in Detroit, but still something that, you know, we'll see how the Hawks address that. We'll see if a big move is still in the works. We'll see if they're just trying to get some depth. We'll have to see how all that works out when it's all said and done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. So we're going to quickly recap um, the Cleveland game. Hawks lost that game 119-127. Hawks I was watching the game at Hawks started off really bad. They got destroyed in that first quarter. Lost the first quarter 41 to 28, but it was it was a tough first quarter for the team. And really from that point, the first half, you know, they won the third and the fourth, but they only won it by 10 points total. I mean, Cleveland pretty much got out to a 20-point lead in the first half. So that really wasn't gonna get you back into the game. I mean, they played better in the second half, but you know, it just wasn't a good start. You started off too bad in that game. And that was the game again with Bogey and Clint out as well. So they really, 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 really struggling for death. Um, you know, Trey had 35 in that game. Another another great game from him, 35 and 10. DeJounte at 21. Didn't have his best game, really. Uh, Bay didn't have a good game at all this game. Congo at 16, but struggled defensively against Jared Allen. Jared Allen had a great game against the Hawks that game. Congo was just not a good matchup for him. Hunter had 18 coming back from an injury. And then Bruno had 13, which led the bench guys. Wesley with two, Garrison with six, and Patty Mills with three. And then you got some Trent Forrest minutes as well. Um, if you look at the numbers, you know, Hawks just got dominated on the boards 49 to 34. You know, Cleveland had 11 more assists. Had one less turnover. I mean, they, they they had three more steals, which, I mean, the Hawks are supposed to be one of the best teams at stealing the ball in the league. And so Cleveland really kind of outplayed them for a lot of this game. Even with their injuries, they just played with more rhythm, with more energy uh, than the Hawks did. And, and you saw how that how that turned out for this team. So um wasn't a good win. It's one of those wins or one of those losses for this team that um you kind of you kind of say, like, okay. Back to back, you just came off probably your best overall well team played game, and then you come back and you know you just kind of lay an egg in the in the, in the second day, uh, night of a back to back, and just kind of like all right, we'll we'll flush that down the toilet, we'll we'll, we'll refocus and get ready. So um, you know, obviously that would have been a good game for them to win just to get them back on track. But again, with the injuries that they have. That does limit them a little. That limit them. That limit them at least a bit. So, you know, like I said, not ideal to lose a game like that. I think Cleveland's now two and zero on the season against Atlanta, um, a team that has historically given the Hawks issues. Cleveland has always been a big team for a lot of years, so that's obviously given the Hawks issues as well, especially with losing Clint Capella. I think some people again get reminded of Clint Capella's importance to this team in these types of games because yes, Clint Capella is not the best offensive player in the year, but he is one of the few big guys we have who can battle this other big guys, rebound, and really compete. Um, you know, 
and, and then you know, and obviously this came out of the game. People are saying, "Oh, well, Kongu is a four. Kongu is a four. Kongu needs to switch to the four. Um, I do think there are some merits to Kongu playing the four. I just, but I mean, I, I don't really think they're going to do that just because Jalen is going to be the four. Because some old people are like, we'll play, we'll play Jalen at the three. I don't think they're going to put Jalen. I mean, they could do that for sure. But I mean, again, you're hypothetically saying that you're going to move Hunter to the bench, which probably won't happen, or you trade Hunter and don't get a, a good player back that can start, basically, if you did that. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I think it's something that, again, if they have injuries at the wing in the future, it's a lineup that worked out. So maybe you'll see that starting lineup again this season. You also may see it in games, maybe when they're healthy, depending again on the team. Maybe you play a bigger team. Hey, we're going to see some Kongu. We're going to see some some Cabela in the lineup tonight together. They, I mean, he's done that before. So it's not something that I think should be crazy. I mean, he, like I said, I don't, I wouldn't be afraid to even play Bruno Fernando. So you know, like I said, tough, tough loss. Uh, like I said, especially after the type of game that you had against Toronto that you won, which was your best complete game of the season. But overall, it's fine. It's cool. You know, you bounce back. So you came back to Detroit, won that game. Can't really complain, you know? So you did what you, you, did what you needed to do there. Um, and like I said, you played a really good game, so. Um, and got back on the winning track. So that's 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 the main gist of that moving forward. Also, All Star voting is uh, now available, so you can vote for your Hawks to be on the All Star team. Two guys who probably should be, or one guy who should be, one guy who, if he continues to play the way he's playing, could be Trey Young. We know he's done. He's got back to Trey Young that we knew. Trey Young's put up great numbers. You see it all over social. The numbers he's putting up at the clip he's putting up. Uh, just, just great numbers across the board, kind of showing himself. Some people are calling him the best point guard in the Eastern Conference with the way he's playing right now. So if, if he is truly the best uh, point guard in the Eastern Conference, go ahead and vote for Trey Young for All-Star this year. Get him back into the All-Star game. And, you know, hopefully, you know, as well, you know, I know this, you know, the, the, the voting has changed with players and fans and coaches. But, uh Trey Young has definitely been a problem, and he's definitely played some of his best basketball as of recently for this Hawks team. And then a guy who, if he continues to play the well he's play the way he's playing, could potentially make that jump. Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Bogey, he has he's a guy I've said should be in six man of the year running. Uh, he's just been hot, you know, these last few games. I believe his stat line was 20, 40, 20, 20. So if you're getting that from your guy, your six man, I mean, he's he's showing you. He, he his, his shot is his back. Bogey is healthy. That was one of the biggest things. Bogey is healthy from the knee. He's dealing with the ankle issue right now. Some meat in the uh, ankle inflammation. Hopefully he'll be fine. Get back soon. But he's been playing really well. He's been doing some good things, and he's just been he's been a lifesaver for this Hawks team in a lot of these games. So he's a guy that if he continues to play that way, could Bogey? I mean, Bogey won't probably get into fan votes. But maybe a coach vote, maybe player vote. You never know. Just saying. You never know. Bogey might be able to sneak his way in there if he continues to play the way he's been playing as the season continues to go on. So, like I said, go ahead and vote for your Hawks players and just, you know, your favorite players in general that you think that are deserving of the All-Star spot this year, this year in Indianapolis uh, for the All-Star weekend. So let's look ahead at the Hawks' schedule coming up. 
as the Hawks have an actual pretty next two games are tough. Third game could be tough because of a certain player returning. Um, like I said, Wednesday they play the Houston Rockets. Houston actually has lost a couple of games, so they're coming into this game, you know, on a two-game losing streak, five and five in their last ten, but they're eleven and one at home. Houston has been a great home team this year. And that is something that that could bode well for them. You know, I think that they've done a really good job. Ime Udoka has done a really good job of getting those guys to buy in. I know I've seen some some Hawks fans talk about, oh, we should have got Ime. We should have got Ime. And I'm just like, listen, guys. Houston got players that Ime needed for him to be good there. There's no guarantee I was hiring Ime. He just would have now made all these players better defensive players. Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like I said, the Hawks have injuries right now that they're dealing with. So you're going to a, a Houston team that's a three-point favorite right now, if you're into that. They're three-point they're three favorites over the Hawks uh, tomorrow, 8 o'clock game in Houston. Tough game for the Hawks, but a game that is winnable. Like I said, Houston has not been playing the best basketball as of recently. But still a team that has has turned some heads. I think some people are, have been really pleased and impressed with what they've seen from this Houston team and a team that was looking to try to make that jump. So the Hawks probably have to get ready to this game, get ready to play. Uh, Emi's got the boys coached up, and so they're going to have to lock in and get ready for a game that I think also probably will be another high-scoring game potentially. Um, but I'm curious to know how this game must go. I, I feel like this is a winnable game for this team. Um it's just a matter of just seeing how it how it all goes and how things work out. I think it's going to be the biggest thing that um, it's going to be interesting. So the Hawks play them, then they stay on the road and they go to the division rival Miami, which right now Miami they have some injuries right now too, but that obviously didn't matter last time we played Miami, so we cannot assume that means something's going to be easier or something's going to be better because of that. We should not assume that at all. So, but you played Miami in Miami. Obviously, a team that's been on the thorn of the side of the Hawks the last couple of years. Uh, a game that is going to be tough. I mean, there's just no other way around it. Miami, I mean, exposure. He's he's one of the best coaches of all time. He knows how to coach them guys. They're going to be ready to play. So, Hawks got to be ready to play too, because it's always it's always a tough one against them. It's always rugged. It's always we're going to complain about their calls. That Miami going to play physical and. You know, calls are not going to be made. We're going to get pissed off about that. You got, we got to get ready for that. That's just what's going to come with this game. Comes with the territory of, of, of playing the Miami Heat. So um, not as surprising at all that that is what is coming up for this team. But they play the Miami Heat coming up. Get ready for that game. And then the end of the week, they play the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, John Morat is actually, as of this recording, back tonight against the Pelicans on TNT. So, um, first time coming off the suspension, he's able to play. So, this you, you would expect this Memphis team to be better. They haven't had a good season so far, obviously, losing Stephen Adams for a year, losing John Morant. I mean, you, you've lost two of your better players. You know, the season has not been good to them. But, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying Memphis is about to make this entire crazy turnaround, but they're going to be a tougher team now with John Morant. So Hawks got to get ready for him 
coming downhill, Trey and DeJounte got to get ready for that type of style of play because you know they're going to try to come at them fast and rugged. I mean, one thing this Memphis team has has struggled with this entire season has been offense. The third even the league in offense this year on points scored. So, you know, you expect that number to probably go up, like I said, with Ja back uh, in the fold. So Hawks have to get ready for that one as well. And that will be your three-game stretch for this week. I will be on top of that. I'm actually off work this week, so I should be able to get to you guys at least out of two out of three of these games, if not all three this week episodes just covering each each game what's happening or i'll do this episode today come back after the miami game since it's a back no it's not back to back uh they play friday wednesday they play houston they play miami on friday might do that we'll see depends on how i feel like it depends on what happens in these games usually um and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go from there and then like i said they play memphis on saturday right before christmas that monday christmas eve sunday uh, and everything like that. So, and then they come back after Christmas and go to Chicago to to play the Bulls. So, um, that's that's what we're looking at right now with the Hawks' schedule and what's coming up for them. Like I said, you're eleven fifteen, like not where you want to be. Trey Young feels like once they get healthy, they'll be back to being a better team. I mean, if he plays the way he's playing, Bogut continues to play the way he's playing. Jalen comes back and plays the way he's playing. You, you, you would feel better about the team, clearly. I mean, they were a 500 team when they were healthy. Um, but, you know, we'll see, you know, what happens. And obviously, like I said, trades loom. You don't know what's going to happen from a trade perspective with this team. So a lot of things to keep an eye on for this team uh, moving forward. But I think that's all I got for you guys. That is your belief in the Hawks podcast. Like I said, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Bryce underscore 2K. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like the video. Like I said, tell your Hawks fans. Hawks friends about this uh sorry I'm talking show believe in Hawks for the believe podcast network as we you know like I said dive into this long season that the Hawks have ahead and we're just getting started man we're just getting started and I love talking to you guys about some Hawks basketball but that's all I got for you guys it's your boy Bryce Lewis see you next time pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.